Chapter Eight of Louisa de la Valliere. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines. Louisa de la Valliere by Alexander Dumas. Chapter Eight: The Presentation of Porthos at Court. At seven o'clock the same evening, the king gave an audience to an ambassador from the United Provinces in the Grand Reception Room. The audience lasted a quarter of an hour. His Majesty afterwards received those who had been recently presented, together with a few ladies, who paid their respects first. In one corner of the salon, concealed behind a column, Porthos and D'Artagnan were conversing together, waiting until their turn arrived. "'Have you heard the news?' inquired the musketeer of his friend. "'No.' "'Well, look, then.' Porthos raised himself on tiptoe, and saw Monsieur Fouquet in full court dress, leading Aramis toward the king. "'Aramis,' said Porthos, "'presented to the king by Monsieur Fouquet.' "'Ah!' ejaculated Porthos. "'For having fortified Belle Isle,' continued D'Artagnan. "'And I?' "'You?' oh you as i have already had the honor of telling you are the good-natured kind-hearted porthos and so they begged you to take care of san mon a little ah repeated porthos but happily i was there said d'artagnan and presently it will be my turn at this moment fouquet addressed the king sire he said i have a favor to solicit of your majesty Monsieur d'herblay is not ambitious but he knows when he can be of service your majesty needs a representative at rome who would be able to exercise a powerful influence there may i request a cardinal's hat for Monsieur d'herblay the king started i do not often solicit anything of your majesty said fouquet that is a reason certainly replied the king who always expressed any hesitation he might have in that manner and to which remark there was nothing to say in reply fouquet and aramis looked at each other the king resumed monsieur de blay can serve us equally well in france an archbishopric for instance sire objected fouquet with a grace of manner peculiarly his own your majesty overwhelms monsieur d'herblay the archbishopric may in your majesty's extreme kindness be conferred in addition to the hat the one does not exclude the other the king admired the readiness which he displayed and smiled saying d'artagnan himself could not have answered better he had no sooner pronounced the name than d'artagnan appeared did your majesty call me he said aramis and fouquet drew back a step as if they were about to retire will your majesty allow me said d'artagnan quickly as he led forward porthos to present to your majesty monsieur le baron du vallon one of the bravest gentlemen of france as soon as aramis saw porthos he turned as pale as death while fouquet clenched his hands under his ruffles d'artagnan smiled blandly at both of them while porthos bowed visibly overcome before the royal presence porthos here murmured fouquet in aramis's ear hush deep treachery at work hissed the latter sire said d'artagnan 
it is more than six years ago I ought to have presented M. du Vallon to your majesty. But certain men resemble stars. They move not one inch unless their satellites accompany them. The Pleiades are never disunited, and that is the reason I have selected, for the purpose of presenting him to you, the very moment when you would see Monsieur d'Herblay by his side. Aramis almost lost countenance. He looked at D'Artagnan with a proud, haughty air, as though willing to accept the defiance the latter seemed to throw down. "'Ah, these gentlemen are good friends, then,' said the king." excellent friends sire the one can answer for the other ask monsieur de vannes now in what manner belle isle was fortified fouquet moved back a step belle isle said aramis coldly was fortified by that gentleman and he indicated porthos with his hand who bowed a second time louis could not withhold his admiration though at the same time his suspicions were aroused yes said d'artagnan but ask monsieur le baron whose assistance he had in carrying the works out aramis's said porthos frankly and he pointed to the bishop what the deuce does all this mean thought the bishop and what sort of a termination are we to expect to this comedy what exclaimed the king is the cardinal's i mean this bishop's name aramis his nom de guerre said d'artagnan my nickname said aramis a truce to modesty exclaimed d'artagnan beneath the priest's robe sire is concealed the most brilliant officer a gentleman of the most unparalleled intrepidity and the wisest theologian in your kingdom louis raised his head and an engineer also it appears he said admiring aramis's calm imperturbable self-possession an engineer for a particular purpose sire said the latter my companion in the musketeers sire said d'artagnan with great warmth of manner the man who has more than a hundred times aided your father's ministers by his advice monsieur d'herblay in a word who with monsieur du vallon myself and monsieur le comte de la fere who is known to your majesty formed that quartet which was a good deal talked about during the late king's reign and during your majesty's minority and who fortified belle isle the king repeated in a significant tone aramis advanced and bowed in order to serve the son as i served the father d'artagnan looked very narrowly at aramis while he uttered these words which displayed so much true respect so much warm devotion such entire frankness and sincerity that even he d'artagnan the eternal doubter he the almost infallible in judgment was deceived by it a man who lies cannot speak in such a tone as that he said louis was overcome by it in that case he said to fouquet who anxiously awaited the result of this proof the cardinal's hat is promised monsieur d'herblay I pledge you my honor that the first promotion shall be yours. Thank Monsieur Fouquet for it. Colbert overheard these words. They stung him to the quick, and he left the salon abruptly. And you, Monsieur de Vallon, said the king, what have you to ask? I am truly pleased to have it in my power to acknowledge the services of those who were faithful to my father. Sire, began Porthos but he was unable to proceed with what he was going to say sire exclaimed d'artagnan 
this worthy gentleman is utterly overpowered by your majesty's presence he who so valiantly sustained the looks and the fire of a thousand foes but knowing what his thoughts are i who am more accustomed to gaze upon the sun can translate them he needs nothing absolutely nothing his sole desire is to have the happiness of gazing upon your majesty for a quarter of an hour you shall sup with me this evening said the king saluting porthos with a gracious smile porthos became crimson from delight and pride the king dismissed him and d'artagnan pushed him into the adjoining apartment after he had embraced him warmly sit next to me at table said porthos in his ear yes my friend aramis is annoyed with me i think aramis has never liked you so much as he does now fancy it was i who was the means of his getting the cardinal's hat of course said porthos by the by does the king like his guests to eat much at his table it is a compliment to himself if you do said d'artagnan for he himself possesses a royal appetite End of chapter eight recording by dion Gines, salt lake city utah